Welcome to Get Jashed, a conversation series where guests share their stories and how they learn, deal with, practice, screw up, and rise in leadership and communication. I'm your host, Jess Jash, founder and head creator at Jay Lee, where I help impact positive change in high-performance teams. I believe there is more than one way to do leadership and communication, so here we are. If you want to know more about how you or your team can work with me, head to j-lee, that's l-e-i-g-h dot com dot au. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm really excited for our topic today, but before I dive into it, I just wanted to get this part out of the way and shared first. Um, So the Embodied Leaders Academy is now officially open for the first round. It begins in October 2022. So depending on when you're listening to this, check in for other rounds. But this is a 12-month professional development training program that dives into core non-technical leadership and communication skills that don't seem to be taught in any of the other standard leadership programs and it seems to be the part that is the most missed. So this is really what is otherwise known as soft skills, quote-unquote soft skills, Um, but I'm choosing to reword it because while everyone recognises what soft skills are, it also diminishes the importance. I feel like that language diminishes the importance of what these skills are. And what I've heard as direct feedback from people as other leadership programs they've done have really missed out on the element of people, how to communicate, how to regulate yourself, how to be with, around and manage and lead other people there is just not enough time given in any other program around it. And this is what that program does. So we have seven modules of training over the 12 months together. And your enrollment also gives you a fully paid spot to the 2023 Embodied Leadership Retreat. Uh, Yeah, Embodied Leadership Retreat, which is, I'm just a week after it. And it is an insanely powerful time. So to me, that is a no-brainer just in itself, but there is also the additional add-on of 12 months of one-on-one boxer coaching um, at a discounted rate again. So there's a lot of different options. Please reach out. I'll add in the caption in the show notes, but please reach out. If you'd like information, you can head to j Lee, L-E-I-G-H dot com dot A-U forward slash E-L-A, the letters E-L-A, Embodied Leaders Academy, for more information and to sign up or to get in contact with me. If you have questions, I am very happy to answer them. And I also have a delicious, delicious, juicy little uh, referral bonus going as well. So if you refer someone who's new to my audience, uh, and they sign up, you get a little bonus. If you refer two or more, you get a half day one-on-one VIP with me online in most cases. And we just get to have a whole lot of fun in it because I just want this to be out there more because the more that I do this work, and especially after the retreat last week, 
the more I know in my being how important it is and how powerful it is and I can't do it alone, nor do I want to do it alone, nor is it just my job to do it alone because each person will bring their own gifts of leadership and how they lead to the world. I just get to help you find out what they are a little bit more or a lot more. So if you want more information on the Embodied Leaders Academy, please reach out, get in contact with me however you need to, and we can go from there. So that having been said, let's dive into this week's topic. This has come up, it's actually come up twice in this past week in conversation around what it means to challenge ourselves, to prove to ourselves that we can do something and consent. (laughs) So inherently I was having this conversation with a friend because we were talking about like, and this friend and I are people who typically do a lot of work on ourselves, do a lot of inner work as well as, you know, even physical work on ourselves to just sort of be, I don't even know if I love this phrasing, but to be, you know, the best version of ourselves for ourselves that we can be, right? But we were talking about how, well, not but, but we were talking about how there is this mentality in that, um, that self-help personal growth, personal development world, that you have to do something just to prove to yourself that you can do it. So actually I lied. There was a previous conversation to that that happened a couple of weeks ago that was the same thing again. But it's this idea that, oh, I should do that thing because it challenges me just to prove to myself that I can do it. And sometimes that is useful The example was like ice baths and that kind of recovery um, or climbing mountains and, you know, that kind of thing. Sometimes it's useful, but sometimes it's actually damaging. And I want to explore a little bit more about why that is. If we are going into something with consent for ourselves of choice, of I'm choosing, I want to challenge myself and climb this mountain or get up really early to climb this challenging mountain to make it there for sunrise. These are things that I've done. (laughs) I want to challenge myself to do that. Then the reward is going to be there when I make it to the top, right? Or the fact that I even get up for it or whatever it is, right? I get to measure what that reward is. Um, Same thing, I'm going to use the example as ice baths because, again, they're examples that I've used but also... Here's the context. So same thing with ice baths. There is a recovery thing we can do, ice bath and sauna as a physical recovery thing. And it is really, really useful. And I've done that and I really enjoyed it. And at the same time, I know how my nervous system felt after. And I felt like I at the time I was going through a few things. So I felt a little bit raw afterwards. Not bad, but I felt raw. And I recognized that while I enjoyed the invigorating feeling afterwards or the whateverness afterwards, it is a challenge that I would not always take up because 
if I'm not in the right space or if I don't give, if, if it's not what I feel like in terms of me choosing to, if I'm not choosing to, if I'm just doing it because I've been told I should do an ice bath every day and blah, 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 then it is going to be damaging to my nervous system in that way. And here's the tricky thing, because people are always looking for formulas. They're always looking for methods. They're always looking for a step-by-step guide. And this is why it's tricky, because this can't be given in a formula. You have to be the one who discerns that for yourself. And that in itself takes a lot of inner work to determine, because sometimes we may be on the end of the spectrum where we don't challenge ourselves at all, and we could do Like it would be useful with a little bit of challenge in different ways. Absolutely. Especially if we are very closed off. But the challenge in itself is there's the other end of the spectrum where if we try to challenge ourselves with everything, then your system is going to take it as a fight constantly. And what do you think happens with your nervous system, with your whole stress state, your whole being What do you think happens when it feels like it is in a constant fight? It never settles. It never finds regulation. It never repairs. And this is the discerning bit for me. So with the ice bath example, there may be times and there have been times where I'm like, that feels like a challenge I want to undertake. Great. Usually it's more in summer also, (laughs) but great. I'm going to undertake that challenge. That feels good. I'm going into it choosing, but also having the space around it, knowing that I'll have space in the event that I do feel a bit raw. But if I were told, well, you have to do this in order to prove to yourself that you can do it, I would be going into it for the wrong reasons anyway. And I would be in the position where, because my experience was, if I wasn't in that fully consenting for myself in terms of choosing, choice decision of I'm choosing to do this, not I feel obligated or I should, quote unquote, should do this. If I'm not in that full choice position of doing it, ice baths, again, this is the example, ice baths leave me feeling a little raw, as I said. And if I do it that way, then I'm going to have to spend more time and energy healing something in my system, in my nervous system, in my emotional system as a result, rather than thriving from it. So that is an activity that I do enjoy and I do understand the benefits of. And for myself, I also choose very consciously when or where or if. Same with mountains, same with anything that challenges. And the other example is, you know, like you could jump out of a plane. Who's making the decision? What is making the decision? Are you doing it to prove to yourself that you can? Are you doing it to push through the the very valid fear of falling and dying? Or are you doing it because it's a real choice to do it? Right? Or are you choosing not to do it because you just wouldn't actually enjoy it anyway, even if you're on the other side of the fear? 
it's really comes down to like different strokes for different folks, right? There are going to be things that are useful for people to be challenged by that they don't realize that you don't realize until you do it and go, oh, I didn't realize, oh my God, I'm so glad I did it. Or I'm so glad I was encouraged. But there's also going to be things that it is important for us to really determine why we are choosing it or if we are choosing it at all or if the choice, if what we're calling a choice is more of a because we feel like we should. Growth doesn't always come from pushing over the edge. Growth within within ourselves and regulating our nervous system, which is such a key part of it, because the more regulated we are, by the way, the more we'll be able to discern this. Rather than being at that first end, end of the spectrum that I mentioned, mentioned, that is at the never trying anything or being stuck in your ways. Right? So the more regulated you are, the less stuck in your ways you're likely to be because you'll have that emotional awareness, because you'll have the emotional intelligence. It's almost like the two ends of the spectrum are (laughs) the same issue or the same thing, right? It's being stuck in your ways or not having the emotional awareness or intelligence and doing something because you think you should, whether it's to be safe and you're in that fight flight or you're in that really that free state or to prove something which tells me that you're probably or possibly in more of that fight or even flight but fight state which is the same nervous system response it's the same experience right so well it's a different experience but it's the same it's the same And this is why it is important to really learn to understand yourself, to find a balance where you're not always going over the edge just to prove something, but you are leaning into the edge, expanding where the edge is, or resting against the edge, or sometimes just sitting back a moment from it. So you can reach out your hand and touch the edge, but you don't need to be on the edge. There is a balance to be found. And it is important to continually check in. And that sounds like a lot of work. And honestly, it probably is to get to that point where checking in is normal. But this is the whole point. (laughs) Like, hopefully... (laughs) If this is like one of your first episodes that you're listening to, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. But if if you're one of the long-time listeners or, you know, a little bit more of a seasoned listener, you'll know this <laughs> already. You'll know this about me already, about what I share and what I teach and what I, um, I was going to say what I believe in, but our beliefs are always sort of changing based on what we learn more of each each step of the way. But the way I sort of see things or feel into things, like this is the importance of why we practice doing the inner work and being conscious and having a break from it every now and then too, right? That's part of it because 
by being in the stretch or the over the edge so much, we don't give our nervous system a chance to find a new baseline of safety. There are going to be seasons in life where we might, you know, where we might have seasons where we're more stretched than usual, which is where we come back to the practices that ground us, that make us feel safe, knowing that it is a season and this is what's happening. And even sometimes the stretch isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes it's not because bad things are going on. Sometimes it's because it's a good thing and we're just learning different ways. So we will go through seasons where we feel a little stretched in our nervous system a little bit more often. And then we'll go through seasons where we feel a little almost, I was going to say too safe, but where we feel safe, but almost for too long without exploring the stretch. And then that's when we find that any change, anything that comes along has a greater impact on our stress because we've almost gotten out of practice with it. So this is this wonderful, beautiful balance of life that we get to find for ourselves. People hate it when there is not a formula, when there is not a, I'm going to do this every day and this is the habit and this is the thing and I just follow these steps and that's the way it's going to be all the time. But our bodies are not that way. Our systems are not that way. It's like if you eat the same food constantly, your body doesn't get a chance. Like it gets slack, basically. It stops absorbing as much. It doesn't get a chance to be used to other foods. And you've got to kind of, you know, like it. it's not good for us to just eat only the same food. We need a little bit. We need variety, seasonal variety, all of the things, right? It's the same thing, but with our nervous system. But because there is so much going on differently for different individuals at different times, I can't sit here and tell you this is what you do. Exactly this. Follow this like a recipe. If you follow recipes, you know, like I can't sit here and tell you exactly what to do. Because this is a podcast also, by the way, like, I mean, we know this, but because this is a podcast, this is way too general. Like, you know, people listening is way too general to be able to give specific ideas of that. This is why we hire professionals because then they have their focus on us, whether they are a mental health professional or a coach or a mentor or whatever, they have their focus on us. So that way their advice, advice only, or if they're a doctor of sorts, prescription (laughs) or protocol, but their advice is a lot more tailored to you. And I guess part of what I'm getting at here is, is a little bit of a reminder, stop like use things like this as really useful thought prompts because they are use things like this as really useful things to me. Like I listen to podcasts to keep motivated. I choose which ones and they keep me in the zone. There's certain people's voices and their topics and their content 
that keeps me focused and keeps me clear in my energy and focused on what I'm doing and why and all of the things. And that's what I use. But if I want coaching from them, I hire them. And this isn't even to sell things, but this is purely the reminder. There are things in life like podcasts and books and things that are really useful to keep us sort of tracking, but be aware of the people who say that there is one way of doing things only and who don't allow space for that regulation of the nervous system who are either either end of the spectrum constantly if they are at the end of the spectrum is where it's like you have to constantly push 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 what the fuck is that gonna do that's gonna leave you feeling frayed and wired and dysregulated without the balance of the re-regulation you can have the expansion you can have the stretching of the comfort zone so yeah get out of your comfort zone and that speaks to the first end of end of the spectrum if you're only listening to people that make you feel soft and warm and fuzzy but don't actually challenge you where are you getting out of your comfort zone where are you allowing yourself to experience something different because that is also where we get caught up in very singular focus, singular way of thinking. This is the way I do things. This is the only way I do things and there's no room for change. So do you see how that line there, this is the only way I do things and there's no room for change, can be applied to people operating at one end of the spectrum and at the other. It doesn't allow room. And it keeps you for lack of a better word coming to me right now it it creates obstinance and it keeps you stubborn in an unuseful way versus being curious we've spoken about being curious we've spoken about how important that is be curious you can still discern and say that's not right for me that's okay do that But let yourself explore. Let yourself lead your life and your choices with a sense of curiosity. Check in. Be like, "Hmm, what would it be like if I chose this? Still doesn't work for me? Great, cool. Now I have this informed decision. Rather than it being based on a habit of, well, I don't do that because it's different. Or I do everything that's different. And therefore... I have, I, my nervous system has no idea what my baseline is. So my emotional state is all over the place or I've cut myself off. (laughs) There's a whole lot and it is a balance. And I don't sit here suggesting that I do it perfectly either, but I do try and just practice doing it. Not perfectly. I don't try to try to do it perfectly. I try to do it just as healthily as I can. So that's my share (laughs) for this week. That's what's coming through. And I think it's a really useful thing to remind ourselves of because, you know, 
this is what power within really is. We're not giving power over to another idea, another concept, or staying in our stuckness. It's power within going, yes, I will choose to do something different, or I will choose what I do to stretch myself in any given moment, because that might change too, versus choosing to not do a thing and call that growth as well. So let me know what comes up for you as you, as you listen to this. I hope this has been useful as a little reminder in any instance. And again, for the Embodied Leaders Academy, it is enrolling now. There are a couple of different options, but both options involve a fully paid spot to next year's Embodied Leaders Leadership Retreat. And even aside from that, this year of training and continuing professional development is going to be so, so useful and it fills in a lot of gaps and you'll be able to update your CV and your LinkedIn with at least this level of training or experience that you can take with you that will serve you for the rest of your life if you implement it, if you find your way through it. So I am so excited. So please reach out or head to j-lee.com.au forward slash ELA to enroll and get your spot because there are only a limited number of spots that include the retreat that I can have. So if we fill up a retreat, I can still have extra spots for the academy, but yeah. So reach out, sign up and just keep discerning what's best for you, what's right for you without falling into the trap of either way. Thanks for listening to Get Chashed. If you dig these conversations, please subscribe and share a review. If you want to know more about how you can dive deeper into these topics for yourself, head to j-lee.com.au forward slash courses. You can also follow me on Facebook and YouTube by searching j-leigh and Instagram at j underscore dot leigh to see the full videos of these episodes and keep up to date with what's going on in our world of communication, emotional intelligence and well-being.